JRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor and owner of the self self tape studio, Jesse Collin. How you doing? I'm doing very well, Donovan. Thanks for having me. I know I didn't butcher your name, eh? No, you got it. Okay, are you sure? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we can go back and check the tape. But. <laughs> all right, all right. So talk to me a little bit about yourself. You are an actor and you are an owner of, you know, self-tape auditions. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, my name is Jesse Collin. I'm a Calgary-born uh Toronto-based actor, uh, and six years ago, I opened the Craft Self Tape Studio, which is a dedicated studio space in Toronto to help actors with their self tape auditions. Mm-hmm. What do you find the challenges are for actors today? I mean, being an actor used to be just about acting, but since the advent of the internet, and particularly since the pandemic, being an actor has also meant that you are now your camera person, your lighting person, your sound person, your editor. Uh, So I would say that the biggest obstacle really just with self-taping is handling the the technical. Not all of us are are necessarily tech savvy, but it's become uh, a necessity with the way things are cast now that you either become tech savvy or have someone in your back pocket, like the Craft Self Tape Studio, to uh, handle that for you. Okay. So if I only want to be Donovan the actor, it's possible, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, being an actor is hard enough, Mm -hmm. and then having to do all that other stuff is just... Yeah. So what we do is we we take care of all that other stuff for you, so you can just focus on what matters, which is which is your acting. Okay. So what are we looking for in becoming an actor and doing our self tapes? Can I be six foot one, tall, dark, handsome? Do we have a look requirement, or is there what if I don't have the look? Well, I, I think the really great thing about the way the industry has changed and shifted over the last few years is the idea of the look has really, I say has changed, but I think that the idea of the look has really gone away in that there's a real interest in telling stories from all all sides, all people. Um, so you can be a, a same-sex couple in a Christmas movie. Um, you can have Simu Liu as the lead in a, a Marvel movie. Um, the idea of a uh, white-centric, uh, straight white male perspective has really changed. So yeah, if you looked at the screen, say, 10 years ago and said to yourself, I don't know if I could be an actor, I think that's really changed. And uh, yeah, if you if you see yourself being an actor, I don't think there's any reason why you couldn't. Mm-hmm. All right. So no barriers? No, I, I think that, you know, as with any kind of profession, as with any kind of craft, um, you know, if you dedicate yourself in terms of taking classes and bettering yourself, uh, you know, learning your technique and, and those skills, I think, yeah, anyone can be an actor. All right. So give us, what do you call it, the idea of a perfect headshot. I'm Donovan LaCroxy. My lips are puffed. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Or what do you got? Or do I have the face? Let's say we I'm Shelly. Some, some, some blue steel? Yeah. <laughs> or let's say I'm Shelly. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, hair. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think we want to see real people. And right. so, you know, if, if you're doing a headshot uh, and you're showing it off to your friends and your family and they go, oh, I don't, I don't know if that looks like you. <laughs> it may look like a great version of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it needs to be an honest representation of what you look like day to day. So, again, it's changed like you said, yeah. right? So let's say, what if I don't have it? 
can I still get through the industry? Like, what if that is not coming out of me? I know I can act, but you know, some people look, let's say you look and you're like, you're not there yet. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that the, the thing about acting is that there's, there's the, the, profession of acting and then there's the actual uh, craft of acting and I think you know in in terms of pursuing professional opportunities yeah you may not be ready necessarily for that that opportunity but that doesn't mean that you won't be in the future mm-hmm. and so you know uh, one of the things we talk about at the studio is the idea of a, a learning opportunity versus an employment opportunity because every audition is an opportunity to act mm-hmm and so every audition you do it gives you a chance to practice what you've learned. You're going to learn new things. Uh, you're going to be exposed to text and scripts. And so it gives you an opportunity to, to break those down and really, uh, you know, mine intention and motivation with the character. Uh, yeah. So I think, you know, if, if you feel like you're not necessarily there or necessarily ready, uh, it's just an opportunity to continue to grow by taking classes or making your own work so you get to practice some of these things you know especially with uh being in toronto like a lot of the roles for the major um major films or tv shows that shoot here are are filled by americans and so as a canadian if you want to you know take on a role with a little bit more meat uh to chew on you know making your own stuff is a really great opportunity okay we can make our own stuff, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I was talking to you about that movie. Remember, we were talking off interview about that movie. Yeah, the the Hallmark movie that you yes you pitched. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, listeners that are listening, right? Let's say it's Melissa Joan Hart from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Shout out to her. I heard there was supposed to be a Sabrina the Teenage Witch revamp. Did you? Hear well, it? they did. They did. They did a or or her like her revamp. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't hear that. I don't know. I heard. Okay. So let's take her for example. She's from Connecticut. She's looking for a man. She's looking for love. Who can she find? I mean, it's it's going to be her her high school flame. Ooh. Yeah, who who she has not seen in a very long time. Ooh. Uh, who probably is a widower because uh, no one divorces in Hallmark movies. Okay. And we need a young child to to bridge the gap between the two of them. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking, listeners, the male, we could go for Eddie Cibrian. Absolutely. Okay. You don't have a problem with that. No, I mean... You you, wish it was you. I'll take the work. I'll take the work. Uh, No, you look at his career and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he he does those sorts of movies all the time. So I would say that's a a great choice. Okay, and it has to end good, right? Absolutely. I mean... Uh, Christmas movies always end in a in a positive. All right, I wish that was the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hear. Since you love Christmas movies, do we have a Christmas movie in the works? Uh, I mean, if there is one in the works, I will happily audition for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they practically write themselves in that they're they're a bit of a, a what's 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 the game called where you. Category, no, Mad Libs. It's a Mad Lib. Okay. Yeah, so you have the, the place. Okay, it's a small town. What's the small town called? Christmas Christmas Land. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so then you have a profession. They're candlestick makers or Christmas tree farmers. Uh, yeah, so we can we can write a Christmas movie. Christmas, okay, Christmas on Toronto Street. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Christmas on Toronto Street. Christmas in uh, Nathan Phillips Square. 
Wow. But do we need a Canadian actor for that, you find? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Who uh, can we who can we pick? Joshua Jackson okay. as the uh outgoing mayor of Toronto. Hmm, I don't know. I was thinking of like somebody like a Ryan Reynolds. He's probably too expensive. I know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> or I was thinking of Jesse Collin. I'll yeah, I'll take it. All right, yeah. All right. So, would you do have projects in the works? You are on a Netflix series. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I had a, a recurring role in The Recruit on Netflix, and uh, we're very lucky. We had to shoot a second season. Uh, will be shooting this summer pending what happens with the writer's strike and uh yeah uh, i would imagine that'll probably air in 2024 Ooh, okay so who is your character uh so i play dodge who is a cia operator who works uh, at the cia uh, as part of the uh spec spec ops team mm-hmm. that uh gets to cause all sorts of trouble you cause trouble just a little bit okay yeah all right and it's a good character right even though you cause trouble I mean, I think the really great thing about a show about the CIA is you don't really ever know who's a good character. Ooh, uh, so you're so, mysterious. Yeah. I, I think there's a great quote in the show, actually, which is that uh, uh, our uh, intentions align. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, good, bad. We'll see what season two brings. All right. Is there a character you wish you would play? Do you want to be the psychopath? Do you want to be a killer? Or do you want to be like the heartthrob? You know, I I will happily do whatever anyone is willing to pay me to do. I love the idea of doing a TV series because I love the idea of taking a character over, uh, you know, a series of seasons. Uh, so the character in season one maybe unrecognizable to a character in season three or season four. Uh, I love Law and Order and those types of TV shows, the procedural. Um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I love all those. I, I, I just like to be challenged. I like to to experience different lives. And, you know, I think it's one of the brilliant things about acting is that you, you get to be many different things, not just one. All right. How do you take recasting news? Let's say if the producers and directors want to go a different direction with an actor and they decide, you know what, Jesse, we want to recast you. Oh, are, am I going to get a bigger role? <laughs> <laughs> well, it does happen where people do get recasted or they decide, you know what? Uh, the trailer, we'll do a trailer. Actually, we got some changes to make. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that a lot of that would depend on, on your contract. Uh, I know for me and just my own mental health, I don't necessarily get ahead of myself. And so, you know, every audition is an opportunity. And when you make a booking, that's just a bonus. And so I think going into any kind of situation like that where, uh, you know, you, you've been given an opportunity, but I think it's important to remember that, like you said, it can be taken away at any time. So you need to make the most of it and not take anything for granted. Mm. Would you be hurt if they recasted you for another person? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think every actor would, um, you know, every actor is going to want to take some ownership over the roles that they play. And so if you have a role and then for, uh, you know, uh, various reasons it, it gets taken or you have to give it up, I'm sure regardless of the business side of it, um, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be a, a part of you that's going to 
know that you originated that and want to hang on to it. Mm -hmm. So what happens if I say I was met for that role, Jesse? They should have gave it to me. How do I take rejection? I mean, I, I what I tell myself is that the roles that you book are the roles that are meant for you and the roles that you don't are the roles that are meant for someone else. You know, I don't think that uh, when you when you don't book something, I don't think it's because you were right for it and you didn't get it. I just think that, you know, in that moment, someone else was was the better fit. Mm-hmm. Or it's just not meant to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think that, you know, with the way casting works, I think you have to have faith in the process because if you start thinking about the process cynically in that way, I think it's a really great way of just driving yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. The only thing we can control uh, in our careers is the work that we do in the audition. Everything else that happens after that is just a bonus. Okay, so what do you want to tell younger, upcoming Donovan or Jesse that wants to work under you and do those self-tapes? What's your encouragement to them? Yeah, I, I would say focus on what what you have control over and I would say focus on what really matters. And at the end of the day for me, in terms of how I approach my work at the studio, uh, story is at the end of the day, the only thing that matters. Uh, A good audition is not a good audition because you look like Brad Pitt or, uh, you know, have a voice like Benedict Cumberbatch or, you know, a good audition at the end of the day is about telling a good story. There's a beginning, a middle and end. There's a relationship between characters. There's an environment that you're playing in. And if you can tell that story effectively, then you're putting together a great audition. Mm -hmm. And just remind some of them that sometimes certain things are just not meant to be because some get discouraged. Well, I didn't get that part or I'm not getting any more auditions. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, I think the thing about acting as a career is that it is a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, there are all sorts of stories about actors who become successful later in life. And the reason why they're able to be successful later in life is is because they didn't give up. Uh, Morgan Freeman, I think he didn't he didn't really have a career until his 50s. Wow. Which is which is mind blowing to me because Morgan Freeman has been an actor forever. Uh, so yeah, I would say as long as you don't give up, eventually the part will be yours. Uh, it may be because you're the only one still acting, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to still be an actor to uh, to get that chance. And what's met for you is met for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes too, it just may not be the time yet for that role or the time to have those relationships with that cast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that we can we can only bring what we can bring to a role. And, you know, in the same way that we go through life and we mature and we have, you know, lessons in life experience, those are the sorts of things that get uh, brought into our acting as well. And so, you know, there, there is a craft to acting. And so being able to be on set in a small role and then watching the leads and how they conduct their business and uh, you can then take those lessons into when you get the opportunity to play those lead roles and to be the you know the number one on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your encouragement? Because, you know, in the States, the writers strike, not in Canada. But what's your encouragement to, let's say, our Canadian actors who live there and are a little bit discouraged right now with what's going on? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, the the real reason why there's a lot of fear about the writer's strike is because we're coming off of, uh, you know, a pandemic that decimated the industry for a very long time. And I think it's important to remember that uh, the writer's strike or really, you know, any kind of labor action with the industry is not forever. 
you know, the whole idea behind any of these strikes is that when we go back to work and when there's an agreement, it's going to be an even better industry to work in. So I would say hold the line. I would say support your writers as best you can and know that when the writers are striking and fighting for their uh, their rights and for a better agreement for them, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all going to benefit because the concerns that writers have are the same concerns that actors have or the same concerns that directors have. And, you know, the beautiful thing about filmmaking is that it's a collaborative process and we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. We won't be striking, will we? Uh, I don't expect so. All right. Canadian ones won't be striking, no. I don't think so. Okay. All right. What happens if that happens? Well, then we're all going to be on a uh, on a picket line. Okay. But no, I I don't think we will be striking. Okay. Yeah. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, are we going to produce that movie I told you about? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are a producer too, right? I've I've done some producing. I, I need someone with deep pockets, though. So, okay. How's how's the how's the money situation? I don't know. We need to do a GoFundMe page, don't we? Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to put a link on the <laughs> website. <laughs> we need to raise money. But past projects, did you want to talk about the past stuff that you have directed a little bit or no? Uh, I don't know if it's particularly interesting. Well, listeners are very open-minded. <laughs> we live in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, Gosh, you're asking me. Now I'm trying to think about what I can talk about. Okay. What have I produced? Yeah. Anything in your hometown? Did you write a story about your life? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so as a, as a Canadian producer, I produced a short film called The Shooting of Dan McGrew, okay. uh, which was based off of a story by Robert Service, who is a writer in the Yukon. Uh, so we shot that in Calgary, uh, gosh, a number of years ago. And uh, yeah, it was minus 25 outside in a, in a Western town uh, purpose-built on set. Uh, we had very little in the way of heaters, and uh, yeah, we were we were very cold. Ooh, okay. And the <laughs> listeners should be able to enjoy that, right? Yeah, I think it's online somewhere, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to throw out your social media platforms again where yeah. they can find that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, the Craft Self Tape Studio is at Toronto Self Tape. The website is torontoselftape.com, and I am jessiecollin.actor on Instagram. Okay. What do you want to tell the listeners that have been behind you? There might be some people that have supported you since the day you started. Uh, I mean, thank you so much for uh, giving me a platform to be able to tell stories and to be able to share some of my uh, knowledge and wisdom that I've picked up over my, uh, my career. Okay. Okay. Goal for you, five movies, okay? Five five movies. Yeah. I know we have to have the budget. Please. I mean, I'll, I'll do more than five. Do they have to be five in a in a series? Oh, do you want to do five in a series? I mean, we could we could add some numbers, sure. Okay. Yeah. But Melissa Joan Hart needs to be in it. I, the I, Christmas one. I will have my people call her people, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and we need a Canadian, too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
We'll get, you know who we'll get in a Hallmark movie? You look like him. We'll get Scott Clifton from The Bold and the Beautiful, who plays Liam. Oh, I don't know that. I'll Over. have to I'll look Yeah, you look him up. <laughs> he can play your brother. Okay. If you have a brother. Do you have a brother? I have, I have two younger brothers. Oh. <laughs> Neither of them are actors, though. So. All right. Well, they can be now. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Scott Clifton is your brother, too. Love it. <laughs> Listen, it was really great to get to know you. Likewise, Donovan. Thank you. All right. For CJRU 1280 AM, I would love to thank you. can throw out your name again. Jesse Collin. Thank you so much, and thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.